My name is Chad. And my name is Lucas. And this is This, This, and This. It's the show with two guys who don't know a lot, but we do know a little. Hi! <laughs> Hello, my sweet. Oh, my little cherub. What a sweet reunion this is. My, my. <laughs> you know, like um, when we're when we're old and gray and they make documentaries about us they'll like yes. talk they'll talk about this episode in particular just because of the the wear and tear that our time apart has has um has has how it's impacted us you know and how we've overcome that yeah i think i think they're going to make a lot of documentaries about us don't you oh yeah like a, definitely an exclusive series for sure There's we're going to be lucky say. we're going to be lucky if like 10 people know us when we die to be honest oh my god together combined oh maybe like each oh okay cool 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 yeah okay, okay. Yeah, that, okay. that's realistic <laughs> well to our to our fans to our to our weekly listeners we're so sorry we've been off the airwaves for a few weeks um lucas and i have actually seen each other in person in the last month but life is busy at this time we're, we're just busy we're just and and time gets crazy when when Chad and I are face to face. It's like, what day of the week is it? What year are we in? What planet are we on? You know, it's this cosmic moment of just pure energy. We can't even see through it. So, how can we be expected to podcast in a moment like that? You know, like what you are you asking want? too much of us? Way too much. Way too much. God, oh, we're the back. pressure of this industry. We're back. We're, we're back. back. We're back. The industry. Um, <laughs> Lucas, let me get us started today with a topic that is just out of my wheelhouse, but I th- mm. thought would be important to tackle. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm excited about that. And that is uh, the topic of a church pew. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Not, now, not a lot of people know that George Lucas, very devout Christian, and when he was thinking of, you know, what kind of sound effect can I use in these blasters? It was very simple. Pew, 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 pew. There he was in Sunday mass and it struck him. The Lord came to him. That's Do you not think true. George None Lucas was a Christian? Is it is a Christian? Oh, He's still with us. <laughs> I always say never trust someone with two first names as their full name. I hear you there. So that doesn't relate at all to what you asked, but I just had to put that out there because shady guy. I think Liam Neeson is devoutly. Uh, religious wouldn't wouldn't you assume um all i know about Liam Neeson, <laughs> i know of of him and his personal life is that there are just so many photos of him on the internet right after he pees his pants yes what is up with that super super tough for him <laughs> um you'd think that after that happens even one time it's like maybe you put the khakis in the back of the closet and it's black pants and really dark denim from here on out because you got to camouflage that shit and it's it's not shit but it's really close it's it's the it's next, just around the corner <laughs> the next next thing in line um yeah he really liam this is not an attack we've all been there buddy okay it's we're true. looking we're trying to look out for you to me the third grade I, I was getting off the bus 
Wow, we're doing a deep cut here. Getting off the bus really had to go. It's a couple blocks away. I just didn't make it. It was it was a terrible way to end the day. I was psyched to be done with school, and that that evening was a was a tough one. I did a lot of self. Oh, it was on your way back home. Oh, that's better, right? Yeah, true, 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 true. I would have. You imagine um, walking into the uh, walking into the green atrium with just like a (laughs) just an absolute piss stain. No way. Those, that's the kind of moment that gives you a nickname for life in elementary school. If it you isn't know? piss stain. <laughs> I'd be like uh, Tinkle Leak or something. You know, it wouldn't be good. Tinkle Leakus. Tinkle Leakus. See, it, uh, that took us, what, five seconds? Yeah, that was easy. And I always say, if you put like, like any company who's trying to like come up with a name for a new product or like a rebrand of some kind, just put a bunch of junior high kids and elementary school kids in a room, let them riff for even 30 seconds and you'll just get gold. It's very simple. Just go they for what they, they have like, for, you, you know? know? <laughs> it's true. Okay, I guess we can venture back to church pews. We could, I mean, we, we could. could. We could. Um, look, here's the, de- here's the definition of a pew for anyone interested. It's a long I'm bench interested. seat or an enclosed box used for seating members of a congregation or choir mm-hmm. in a church sure. or a synagogue sure. oh. or sometimes a courtroom. Oh, a courtroom pew. Now a courtroom a, pew. Now, did they, did they put the kneelers down in the courtroom? This, I don't know. I, I haven't been in one lately, <laughs> but next time be, I have a traffic ticket. <laughs> I guess that wouldn't make sense. Cause when the judge comes, you all rise, not all kneel, you know? What if everyone's Tebowing for the judge? <laughs> All Tebow for the honorable judge presiding. <laughs> God, I would go to court way more often if I had to Tebow when the court when the judge came in. Hey, if I'm a judge, I walk in and I see that I'm a happy man coming to work every day. I got. I feel re- I feel respected and revered, and I feel powerful. Yes, literally. <laughs> so. The first backless stone benches came to being in the 13th century, and they were placed against the walls of the nave. Do you have any idea what a nave is? I got to back up for a second. There is no way the first stone bench was in the 13th century. Backless. No back on the bench. Yeah, I would assume that backless would come before backed benches, right? Like, think about, like, ancient Greece. Like, what were they doing? You know, were they just, like sitting on the ground oh my god all right folks the silence that you're hearing that should be filled with chad's voice is only filled with mine i I can only assume he's been abducted or somebody has entered the apartment and he's he's going off to fight them off oh my god he's back chad hello I could only monologue about benches for so long, so I, I had spun a yarn that you were either kidnapped or fighting off an intruder, which both I'm glad were not true. Well, to be to be seen, because I did just let someone in. And you've never seen them in your life. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay, what I'm saying is the first backless bench. Yeah. It's a bench with no back. And bench it's stone. No it's a convertible. <laughs> Yes. Top down. Get your bench with the top down. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. So, so imagine this. We're, we're in a we're in an old church. Yep. These, these benches are against the like western side 
of the building. But in the 14th, 15th century, they're like, you know what? Let's put them in the middle. Let's put them in the middle and let's make them wooden. Because stone's so heavy, so cumbersome. And sticks and stones both break bones. Also, stone, rather cold on your tuchus. Stone cold Steve Austin. If you get a stone cold tuchus, that's one step short of... I don't, I don't know whooping cough <laughs> something oh my god <laughs> um if that's true <laughs> i'm just saying if you get a cold bum then you'll get a cold head and then you'll get a cold and then you'll die is that how the process works it yeah, snakes up from butt the butt head yeah it goes butt to head butt head <laughs> a butt <laughs> head cold <laughs> butt head cold death now the uh the rise of the sermon lucas what what is a sermon i look folks i was not born come clean uh, catholic confess your sins i've been in a church maybe four times i knew what a pew was because i did that i don't know what anything else is i gotta be honest um the sermon is the little speech that the pastor or priest or whoever's leading the congregation gives in the middle it's like the meat of the show it's the main act oh so they like pick a passage and they're like and what we can learn from this is respect thy neighbor and do not court thy partner, thy neighbor's partner. And then everyone goes, amen, amen, amen. And it's, we all eat crackers and we put our money in the hat and we go and we eat brownies in the lobby and uh, we ride our bikes home. That's true. Do have brownies every time? <laughs> well on, on sundays which is the only time i went i did did <laughs> <laughs> party church what what it was sick everybody had their face painted and it's uh, people had letters painted on their chest it said c-h-u-r-c-h <laughs> church baby <laughs> whoop, whoop. that was only the fan section though people got really Ooh, rowdy there. i'd love to see the fan section at your church yeah, dude just wait till that sermon gets going people go buck wild um <laughs> i wish that was true god church can you imagine so what the better. church experience would be like if that was a thing i think that it, that i think i think that <laughs> i think churches have a lot to learn from the nfl <laughs> that's where i mean I'm, that's where I'm they go together this. right you know both on sundays one of my favorite tropes and i, I feel like i say this often is that dad who just has to make it to the end of mass so he can get home and turn on the TV for football. Dude, that was, that was, I was that dad. I tell yeah, you what, 100%. I would like, I would, cause church would start at 1045 and my mom 1045? Would be, 1045. And my mom would always be like, it's only an hour. We're a couple blocks away. It's going to be fine. I was like, I know. Damn. Well, it's not going to be an hour. I would go through the, the, the program that they give you. And I would like check off everything as it was going. It was like my freaking bingo card. It was so satisfying mm. when we finished to him. It was like, all right, next one, next one. I got kickoff. I was so, so devout. It's insane. So church is bingo, basically. Church is bingo and sometimes football fan section. There's a lot of things we can take from church and apply it to our everyday lives i think the lord they work in mysterious ways they do now okay so the rise of the meat of the show the sermon um 
as a central act of Christian worship mm. made the pew kind of like that item that you need at your church. It was the, it was the hottest ticket. It was the it was the hottest present they were at Christmas. Lying off the shelves. You couldn't you people were lined up down the street to get their pews, I tell you. Now get this. I'm there was a time it. where if you were at church and you didn't have a pew, no respect. You can get any respect. So what did they have in 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 place of a pew? The convertible bench. The convertible bench. No, and that's no good. No, the last thing no that good. you want. <laughs> that's the last no thing good. you want is to be without back support. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> now, in some churches, pews were installed at the expense of the congregants and were their personal property. Wow. It's kind of like the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> it's crazy how much parallel. football in church line up. Um, yes. For those of you who don't know, the Green Bay Packers are basically fan-owned. There's a bunch of different fans who have a very 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 small sliver of the team i gotta be honest with you my headphones got out for that last <laughs> so i unfortunately did not hear a word you said but i was trying to play it cool i was gonna say the way you're reacting to what i'm saying makes it makes me feel like we weren't on the same page about that <laughs> it's because we certainly were not it was just you speaking and me <laughs> hoping that it would end in a place where I could just nod. Um, were you, right were now you I'm thinking about how there is someone Packers? in my apartment right now and uh -huh. I buzzed them up. It's probably someone I'm very, very familiar with. <laughs> um, but I don't know who it is exactly. So what you're saying is you did not let them through the door. You simply let them through the front door downstairs. Yes, but my door is unlocked right now. Yeah, your, your door is always open. Yeah, um, that, that, and that's that's a policy. If I ran a church, I would have the same policy. My door is always just my like the Lord's, you know, right? The Lord's door, <laughs> right? Is open. The Lord's uh, door, Lord's door. Except uh, there are, I guess, some rules to get into heaven, like no sinning. Which I, frankly, that door doesn't feel very open to a guy like me. So <laughs> that door feels awfully shut for me. Awfully precariously closed. Um. So the Packers, did you say that they were a community-funded team? I, yeah, I, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank God. That's the gist of it. Okay, great, great. I'm glad what, we established that. What question. else in life should be community-funded? I think we could think of a lot of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, a lot is taxes. Yeah, right, right. Maybe community funded i think every community should have an ice cream truck yes yes i mean i was lucky enough to grow up on a block that had one and just want everybody to be able to experience that you know did you race against your ice cream truck we certainly did not oh but that sounds like a blast yeah we would all we'd get our ice cream then we would all like line up on the sidewalk and he and he would be like three two one and then we would just run and he would oh, go at his yeah. little ice cream pace but then he would step on the gas and just destroy cream us. you guys <laughs> literally Did you guys do like usain bolt track starts like in, in your spikes i guess <laughs> that would be so sick maybe without the spikies sure sure yeah you know but i i'm honestly a little bit concerned about the fairness of that race just because while the 
while the truck will obviously be much faster you guys are kind of on peds with how much sugar you've had you know that's true you know the specific ice cream truck like the sonic or like the spongebob oh i do that tasted like, like nothing like nothing taste it was but just they, cold goop. but they had the gumballs as the eyes they did and it always got so much scarier as they melted just like drooling. literally literal face melting <laughs> like it's terrible like a like a indiana jones raiders of the lost ark precisely and thank god there was no skull underneath there you know i still can't really watch that scene like yeah it's not looking back on it it's not super well done that's i think what makes it scary that yeah that's the thing it's like so graphic and gruesome (laughs) because it's so awful it's so believable it's so bad it's good so let's go back to church pews let's go back um so pews were originally purchased from the church by this system yep and the purchase price of the pews went to the costs of building the church the the pew purchase price the the pew purchase price the triple triple p P, if you will (laughs) of course um and I love I love this phrase. When the pews were privately owned, <laughs> their owners sometimes enclosed them in lockable pew boxes. Oh wow, like an old yes. classic car. Uh, exactly. You keep you stow it away for the and winter. The, and the dad is like waxing it down on the weekends, hosing your, it in the driveway. Your father's working on the pew. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bother your father when he's out in the driveway polishing his pews. And get this, the ownership of these pews was sometimes super controversial. Uh-oh. Super controversial. Uh-oh. Um, and a notice that the pews were to be free in perpetuity was sometimes erected as a condition of building grants. Hmm. Wait, so it was controversial because it was too costly? That and because like, there were arguments about who owned which pew. Oh. I like thinking of a pew as like this, like, like you said, like a car. Like, this is my car. Mm-mm. This is my I'm pew. Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Not your pew. This is my pew. This is my pew. And only like a, a limited number come out every year. So they're very coveted. But they're super coveted. It's like when the new iPhone comes out, except I don't think that is as lucrative as a purchase anyway like pews became a source of income for people like renting out pews to like a church and things like that so there was a like there was a pew economy a pew vendor a hundred percent yeah like a pew merchant so they be they became more popular because people were like well we need pews and then supply and demand exactly i wonder what the pew supply and demand is right now I would assume it is um, <laughs> I would assume it is gangbusters it is positively top notch. <laughs> um, they hurt. They hurt. Yeah, they're rock solid. And they trick you because like some of them are perfectly flat, but others like there's a slight dip where it's like, oh, and this is where your butt goes. So it's like, oh, a little ergonomic. Like maybe they got these at Lazy Boy and you sit down and it's still like crunch crunch and that was like the sound of my spine crunch. <laughs> um which also it was like you know 
for a guy like me who was really excited to be there and definitely yes. didn't want to be at home watching football. I was like, this is, yes. <laughs> this is the perfect seat for me. That's yeah. That's a good point. Um, something I thought was interesting was that prior to the construction of church buildings, the church militant would meet at people's houses to celebrate like breaking of the bread, you know, okay. that's the thing they do at the end. Correct. Is that the idea? Um, it's not God, always at the end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> Depends on where you go. I don't know. So I don't remember it being the final thing. It was usually like either pre or post sermon. You would eat your little cracker. But not right. every place does the does the cracker, you know? What else do know. you use? Oh, I mean like as a as an entire process. Like some places do do that and other places don't. Oh, okay. But okay. I also don't know if that's true and I'm just making stuff up. Is it like a is it like a like a, it's water a wafer, cracker? It's, it's a wafer. Oh, um, wafer. It's a wafer. Uh yeah, it's a little circle guy. Um doesn't taste like anything. Okay. Got a got a little cross on it. Oh. Oh. But in the second grade and the first grade when I was in Catholic school and I of course was not a Catholic um that was something that needed to be known to everyone that I was not Catholic so oh, when and they, you, you cross the arms I cross the arms when they when you go up to take the sacrament I don't know if that's right the right word or not probably um and the priest with his giant hand would just palm my forehead and bless me it was great he did what so he would he come palmed up, your head yeah you'd come up with your arms crossed like you're like going down a water slide at uh you know wisconsin dells and he would come up and he would the holiest of places he would palm you right on the head and say the lord is with you or something and, it, and would, i guess like it would dribble you between through. his legs yeah he would he would alley-oop you to the <laughs> to, to the other members of the congregation they would dunk me in the bath and that's how i was wow. baptized it was sick that's awesome um, yeah i guess it was like the, the lord flows through his hand to my head oh i hear that and i was like okay lord hello good day and then i would um go in my seat and not even get a snack like everybody else it was bullshit i hated it and that's why you needed the post-game brownies <laughs> exactly except not a catholic church no brownies a catholic oh, church damn. yeah it's damn. just bread and wine and fish and farts um and farts sometimes you never heard of the holy fart no i'm just kidding <laughs> the priest takes the mic and he, he farts and, <laughs> and, and it's uh it's a test of will because if you laugh, it shows it shows weakness, you know, and you have to you have to respect the holy fart because it is yeah. sacred. I'm with you there. Mm -hmm. It's a it's an age old practice. I think that's all I care to talk about. <laughs> that's fair enough. I don't know how much we actually talk about. No idea, news, but that's probably good. But I can't wait to listen back and see if anything actually happened there. Yeah, if anything made sense a bit. Well, I'll take us to the second leg. You pass me the baton and I'll, I'll, I'll sprint off. Is there a crash going on in the background? Is there someone robbing you? I, maybe. 
Okay. Maybe I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about candlestick makers. Is that okay with you? That is really okay with me. In Great. fact, I, I want nothing more. <laughs> um, well, when I looked this up, I was expecting to learn about candles and like wax facts, you know? That's where I thought this would take me. Um, but instead, I learned about the uh, the nursery rhyme. Are you familiar? Uh, come over, candlestick maker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get your get your ass over get here, your candlestick sweet maker. Cheeks over here, candlestick. No, 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 no. Um, oh no, 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 no! I got, I got. Uh, it was something with a J. They jumped over that thing. Right. Oh, that's Jack be nimble, Jack be quick. Jack jumped over the candlestick. And that has nothing to do with the maker. <laughs> no, no, no. Have oh, you? God. That that's very good. That was very good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no. Have you heard? You know, the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker. Is that ringing any bells? Um, a little bit. What about the phrase "rub a dub dub"? Is that in the, <laughs> me in the tub? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So. I'll read some poetry to you now, and I would Ooh. hope I hope that we can discuss it. Everyone, dim the lights. <laughs> dim the lights and close your eyes. Sit back. Here's a poem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's start over. Dim the lights. Everybody, close your eyes. Mm. This is a poem. Rub a dub dub. Rub a dub dub. <laughs> Three men in a tub. <laughs> Three men in a tub, and who do you think was there? The butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. All of them gone to the fair. The butcher, the baker, the <laughs> candlestick maker, and all of them gone to the fair. Um, That's it? That's the poem. That's not a poem. <laughs> Come on, I see a tear in your eye. Can you say it again, but in, in two times speed? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I just want to. I just want to talk about what's happening here. So we begin with rub a dub dub, not once but twice, because once is not enough. And then it says three men in a tub, three men in a tub. Yeah. And I presume that that's the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker. Yeah. And there. It has to be right. Who else would I mean, it be? I couldn't tell you. There's. They're the main characters of the poem. They are main characters of the poem and main characters in life. Um, Hold on. Could, if I if I heard that correctly, they're in the tub. Then yeah. they go to the market. Wait, what? The, the fair. Then they go to the oh, fair. That's so this it. This is like this is yeah. It's three. <laughs> it's three men rub a dub dubbing one another. Is that a verb? Do you rub a dub dub? Uh, to to rub a dub dub. <laughs> yeah, to rub a dub dub. Is it verb? Of course. Um, or maybe it's maybe the dub dub is a noun, <laughs> <laughs> and you rub a dub dub. You hear what I'm saying? Now what noun? Now what, a what, could a, what, what could makes a dub sense? Dub be? You're back. Rub a dub dub. Rub a dub dub. Or it's like a maybe it's like uh, like if you're dirty, you call yourself a dub dub, and you have to go to the tub tub. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think you're wrong about that. A dub dub could be like nipple nipple, you know? Mm, 
dub, a dub dub. It, it's it more feels a, like a it's, tandem. And it's more of a of a request. May I rub a dub dub? So you're telling me these guys have a great time. They bathe together. They go yeah. to the fair. And we don't mm-hmm. get to know anything else about what happened that day. That's that's it. They they clean up and they go to the fair. Um, are these? Is this like the aristocracy? Like the butcher, the baker, and the camp? Like they're keeping the town lit, fed, and clean. If they're in the this, tub, I suppose. Is this the prisoner's dilemma? <laughs> what's what's that? I don't even know. I don't know. Um, it's a, someone came up with that who is Greek. I bet that's true. Um, <laughs> it very <laughs> yeah, well checks out. Like that. Um, well, I'm just fascinated in their story, frankly. Now, did this story spawn the candlestick makers as a, a profession or like, is this their origin story? Mm, like they didn't have a title before this poem came out you're asking no and then the right. whoever created this poem kind of gave them a name to the face mm. dude speaking of branding to circle back to our oh previous conversation these people were they were in their shops and making all these candelabras and they didn't have a they didn't have a name to put on their store they just heard a lot of banging in there and suddenly there was light but they weren't given the credit that it was due. <laughs> Which is a beautiful thing. God, it's beautiful. So Isn't beautiful. that just how life works? A lot of banging and then light. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> so what is the candle? What is uh, what is a candelabra? <laughs> I have to be honest, that was not the question I was expecting to come from you um it's like lumiere okay i was gonna say i i i was gonna say lumiere could you make a better candelabra and lumiere absolutely not he dudes dudes undefeated (laughs) he speaks oh yeah that's true well doesn't someone has to do a little magic right or is he just naturally like that isn't he cursed is it a nighttime thing (laughs) I thought it was the Lumiere beast. after hours. <laughs> what would that enc- what would that entail? Like a lot of hot wax melting, I would think. Ooh. Yeah. Well, probably a little probably a little rub a dub dub and then boom light. <laughs> rub a dub dub hot wax on my dub dubs. <laughs> um well, isn't it isn't the curse that like he's actually a person? Yeah. And he's yep. been he's been relegated to being a candelabra. I think all of the um, kitchen appliances too were once were, people. Yeah. But why, why are did they... they get roped in with the beasts? That doesn't feel fair to me. No, God, that ain't why, right. Why did he get to be like this just like hunk of meat, you know? Just at least he's oh. like yeah <laughs> and everyone else is yeah an object everyone else is, is just literally uh, a kitchen noun um, i don't think no, that's that fair frankly no, it really doesn't make any sense to me 
Someone help us figure that out because somebody just... in the comments <laughs> um, get to the bottom of this. Please. Post haste. Please. Um, thinking, thinking, thinking. Um, there is another thing that I'm interested in about candles. And I started to think about this as I was reading about the candlestick maker and all of the rub-a-dub-dubbing that they do. I can understand um, why your attention was turned away from that. There's just a lot of things to <laughs> things to think about with that poem. Yeah, far too much to think of. Um, you know how everybody on Twitter is like, where does wax go Yes. when you burn a candle? And I was like, that's true. I've got one right here, actually. I brought a prop. Oh, great. Um, here it is. Okay. It's got a crackling wood wick. <gasps> and it smells mm. of rosemary and linen, which oh. I didn't know. I had to think linen is not a scent that exists, but they just said, we'll slap that on there. Whatever. I think linen is a thing. <laughs> linen certainly is not a um, thing that has a distinct smell. Anyway, um, I had always just thought like, oh, it's burnt up and or actually i was really confused i i, I thought about it <laughs> before i thought about it and i was like i actually don't know where it goes and it doesn't make any sense to me um but apparently the the wick is burning because there's wax on it not because it's like a, a low flame on like a flammable thing like cotton you know it's like oh, it's burning it's burning the wax i didn't know and the wax like melts and then it like gets sucked up by the the wick and then it burns and then it evaporates and goes away oh my god and guess where i found that information in the poem i'll give you one guess it was not, <laughs> it was not in the poem it was a a new york times article oh because they are on the cutting edge <laughs> of what's what <laughs> someone's in the newsroom and they're like guys guys you will not believe what I just came across. <laughs> I know I usually cover Congress, and I know that that has its merits, but today I just got to talk about wax. But you today I'm a man of wax. <laughs> You've got to let me have this one. Yeah, please. Boss, please, I'm dying for a wax story. Put me my in. boss has really Put been me behind in. me lately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my stars. Um, That's crazy really makes you think you know when someone presents you with this new information about something that is inherently scientific but you don't think of it in that way you're just like oh a candle burns whatever yeah duh. but like, like there's ball a whole bounces all bounces whole process that goes behind there that we just mm -hmm. aren't thinking about we we aren't and i'm glad you brought this up i had a teacher in high school who was like like that was his thing was to talk about that all the time about how like incredibly interesting physics was because it's like the basis of everything. He was like, don't you just want to know how like much force is involved when like a baseball hits a catcher's mitt. And I'm like, no, I don't give a fuck about that. The catcher caught the ball. That's it. That's I'm good fine. with me. I don't need to understand everything before I die. Frankly, if the ball bounces back into my hand, I'm happy. 
That's all I needed. Just needed my ball. I'm, I'm, sense, I'm sensing some deep, some deep. I just really I don't want to say it's animosity, but it just like. Well, it was just like he would say it in a way that it it would it would suggest that everyone would agree. Yes. Like he was expecting, like he's like, obviously, we all care very deeply about what temperature this burns at. And I was like, I did not vote in this to be included and yet there i was so i remember how happy my physics teacher was that i scored higher than 20 percent on my last test mm, mm, mm. God, he looked proud of you. he looked at me with a smile i've never seen before he just he knew he had done well he absolutely lit up and everyone so, else in the class was like ah oh, i only got like a 75 <laughs> And he I was, was like, like Chad, you did you did good, bud. Twenty two, well done. You did your work. I think it was twenty two. I think it truly was. Oh, nice. I know that. But it was weird because everyone was kind of like everyone knew I was really bad at physics, mm-hmm. so everyone would kind of be like looking over their shoulder, like, "Oh, I wonder what Chad got." Okay, probably wasn't very good, dude. Those people. And then I was like, <laughs> "Please, it was twenty two percent." Look at the smile on our teacher's <laughs> face. Have you ever seen them? So I happy? did that. You've never done that. <laughs> you can't put a grade on that. That's priceless. That's oh, so priceless. So back to the candlestick maker. Yeah, back to him. Um, I think they just like, I just, I don't know. I think they just like to bathe with their buddies. I don't have a ton about the candlestick maker other than this outing that they had at the fair and the cliffhanger of what what would they do next we won't know it's it's like a it's a day of lore i mean we Mm. history is the jokes we play on the dead we don't know what happened to those three lovely individuals that day but we can only hope it was magical in every way we we can only hope it was full of epic tales and dubs and rubs swashbuckling (laughs) adventures if they were going to the fair and they were, they were men of trade. Mm. Were they there to enjoy the fair or to make a quick buck? Hmm? Uh, probably the latter. Probably to make a buck, which would make sense I, why they need to be. Do we know? So do we know the time, approach. the era of this poem? Mm, I would say I don't know. <laughs> I would, if I were I'm... to say, I would say I don't know. I would guess, just an educated guess tells me, it probably is around the time where you would need your trade to make money. So... Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, now, yes. who are our three players again? We've got the butcher, the the the, the what? <laughs> the baker. The baker. Baker. And the candlestick maker. And the candlestick maker. And let's, let's talk about this for a second. Those are some grimy dudes. I mean, the butcher's covered in God knows what. The flour underneath the baker's fingernails is just caked in there. And wax, I don't know if you've ever tried to wash wax off of your body, but it ain't easy. And the candlestick maker's just got a, a coat of wax. Because he, as 
a part of the daily ceremony of creating candles to test if the wax will adhere to the wick. He dips himself into the hot wax and is covered in it for the rest of the day, which is for good luck, as everybody knows. Everybody knows that. Now, here's, here's a scenario to consider. I would like to consider it. Say you're at a fair. There are often games in which you could win a stuffed animal by hitting something down. Yes. In our scenario, who is trying to get that stuffed animal for who? Who's mm. trying to impress who at the fair? And who is the who's the who's the crown jewel of the trio? Well, should we explore a love triangle situation? Will you join me on this adventure? I will. I will. I think that each of them would get the stuffed animal for another in the group okay okay or or perhaps two would get it for one and the one would have to choose between the two for who gets his heart can it be it can't be a perfect triangle it really can't be no not someone's got to lose now a lot of people say baking is you know almost a love language Mm, yeah in a way if that can, if you can work that dough i mean in a way that slicing animals open just isn't quite <laughs> definitely not as um appealing to the eye um but it is good to know that if confronted with a violent situation butcher's got your back like no problem he's he's like the bakers it. what like gonna need the the attacker like no no way that's not going to do anything that'll just be kind of sweet though it would be kind of nice i think that would be the best day that attacker ever had frankly um well let's break it down by industry we've got butchers and bakers which are part of the food industry candlestick maker don't eat a candlestick you idiot don't eat it you're not in the food industry he or she is a blacksmith can we go there? Don't know. We did. Maybe they own a, a, a quaint apothecary. Interesting. Now um, maybe they're a maybe they they are a they're in the in the retail industry, maybe. Yes, like a Macy's yeah. or a JC yes. Right. And, and if we're talking hundreds of years ago, that still holds. Still tracks, still tracks the reason those stores are still around um so if we break it down by industry it would seem to me that either the two food folk are in love with one another or they're looking to diversify the people in their lives and they both want the candlestick maker that's interesting right and i would think that they would probably want to go after the candlestick maker because if you know how to bake bread how much of a leap is it to breaking down a chicken probably a huge one (laughs) (laughs) well think of it this way yeast is a living organism oh my god that is so true just as a chicken is right and PETA doesn't talk about that enough no PETA from Hunger Games right uh no (laughs) (laughs) 
because well, he was a baker, wasn't, wasn't he? Wasn't he a baker? He was what a was baker. Ka- did Katniss Everdeen have a role in um, like like was she a was she a working person? Or yes. Perhaps. <laughs> um didn't she just take yes. care of <laughs> didn't she just take care of her sister and go okay. and hang out beyond the fence? <laughs> like a bad Oh yeah. What was her sister's name again? Primrose Everdeen. So who is Rue? Rue is the 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 small child she befriends in the arena. Oh. Who reminds her of her younger sister? Does Rue die? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> spoiler. Sorry. Spoiler. Sorry, spoiler. Sorry. Spoiler. We'll put that in the description. If yeah. you want Hunger Games spoilers, <laughs> click through. Um. So what we've decided Let's say we is we didn't warn you. We certainly did. I think what we've decided is that the the candlestick maker is the one that people want. And the butcher and the baker are out for him. In a very loving and supportive way. In a in a sensual way, no doubt. So sensual because they're rubbing their dub dubs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, mm-hmm. somebody had to say it. I'll somebody it. had to say it. Someone had to that's, say it. That's called a full circle moment, folks. I'll, I'll fall on that sword. I think that's a perfect bow to tie on the segment. Would you not agree? No, I, I couldn't agree more. Really, mm-hmm. I I, I came away. I came away knowing more about a candlestick maker than I think I could have ever dreamed of chad you flatter me intimate intimate knowledge this is not some surface level topic we have done a deep dive on the candle makers sexual prowess (laughs) (laughs) they are an absolute legendary lay That's true. If you go and listen back, all of that will be true. Yep. So do do listen back. So do listen. God, please listen. <laughs> Thank you once again to our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor for it's making the easiest way to make a possible. podcast. Chad, have um, you ever made a podcast? Sorry, we'll move on. <laughs> Now, Lucas, let me take us around the uh, final turnpike into Just our last topic. The of river the bend. Take me there. We're gonna talk about blimps. Your big, oh, yeah. your big, big dirigibles. Oh, dirigible! What a what a word! All I can think of is a Luna Lovegood's um, house when I hear dirigible. Oh my god! You know, was it, that's a little creature, is it not? No, the dirigible plums were the little oh. floaty plums, you know? Oh, that's why they're called that. We have blown a mind in the first few minutes of this segment. I'm Boom. speechless. <laughs> now uh, I'm gonna start you. I'm gonna start off hot, all right. How many golf balls do you think you can fit in a blimp? Ooh, I love a trivia question. This is my favorite part of the show every time. hundred percent. How many golf balls do you think you could fit in a blimp? 
Okay, I'm trying to think of a Goodyear blimp um, above a stadium. Oof. And that heifer is humongo. <laughs> um, I think you could fit, good heavens, so freaking many. I would say you could fit 275 million golf balls in a blimp. 75 million. Oh, okay. You were uh, shooting for the stars there. I just would like, you think of the little like cockpit on the bottom and I'm like thinking of how much space people need in there. And then like that in comparison to the rest of the blimp, I'm like, God, it's gotta be a million. I'm so with you. It, it feels, it feels small to me. Yeah. That, that's um, true. Isn't that crazy? Who's doing that? I, I don't know who's doing that. Is that just how they want to convey the size of it instead of like measurements? They're like, it's a two, it's a 75 million golf ball blimp. Duh. <laughs> hey, you guys got a 75 million golf ball blimp? Yeah. Sorry, we're, we're clean out of 75. <laughs> I can get you the 64. Now, blimps, as you may know, were patrol airships um, used by the Navy during and after world war one didn't know that seems like a bad idea <laughs> seems dumb to me <laughs> seems slow and big um was anybody thinking of that i don't think so but here's where it shifted a little bit in 1930 a former german airship officer working in the u.s for the u.s navy on its dirigible fleet attempted dirigible. to Dirigible attempted to design and build a four-place blimp called the Family Air Yacht for private flyers. So this is the Elon Musk of the early 20th century. Yes, and he was unsuccessful. Just like Elon Musk. That's, that's all they say. He was unsuccessful. That, mm. that leads me to believe something horrifying happened to this man. Did he go on to create the Hindenburg? Oh, I would I wasn't even I didn't even get into the Hindenburg. It's not, God, a, it's not a happy sight. Doesn't it? It, it, it went kablooey, right? It went, it went the, it went kablooey. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, so he was trying to market private blimps for folks in a pinch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. And the crazy thing is the Hindenburg only happened a few years after that. Oh, coincidence. I think not. I well, because is the is the Hindenburg the first instance of a, um, like making it a passenger airship? Definitely was one. I don't know if it's the first. Well, it was maybe the last. <laughs> wah, wah. Wah, wah. <laughs> now let me hit you with another fun fact. Hit me. Hit me. A blimp uses less fuel in two weeks than it takes a seven forty seven airplane. Just to taxi to the runway. What? Like two weeks of continuous yeah. flight? Wrap your head around that. Interesting. Okay, so a blimp is a blimp powered in the same way a hot air balloon is powered? I think so. Yeah. Okay, then that would make sense to me. Yeah. Because you're shooting up the fire and then it's like, uh oh, here we go. And you you ride that hot cloud of air for all it's worth. It's like the world's most powerful fart. Here we go. 
<laughs> Strap in, hold I on love- to your seats. <laughs> I love the idea of taking off a, in a blimp. Everyone just looks at each other and goes, well, here we go. <laughs> here we are, and we're off. <laughs> Did you know? And there's there's 25 blimps in existence right now. What? That's 25. It? Yep, that's it. That's that's criminal. 25 I, blimps I guess, in the whole world. I guess it takes so much money to build and run them that, um, like, it, for one trip, one average trip, hundred thousand dollars. Why though, if you're not using any fuel? Are these I don't know these things. These things we these just things. don't. I don't know. I wasn't expecting you to ask me that. Um, you got questions. God, this is a lot. To, this is a lot to take in. Oh my I'm god! Here, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Chad's been poisoned again. <laughs> um, I think that fact is more shocking to me than the 75 mil golf ball fact. No, that's pretty shocking, though. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. I guess guess drones have also kind of taken place, the the place of what a blimp was initially designed to do. They're much more nimble. So nimble. They're very, very small. Just like the candlestick maker. So (laughs) (laughs) nimble. Oh wow! Some of our finest work. Um, All, only only half of the blimps still left are used for like advertising purposes. So like you see something like the Goodyear blimp, that's one of like ten of them. That's no, it. I don't think people fully appreciate how special it is to see one. Then no, I, have I? I don't know if I've ever seen one in real life. If you have, uh, it certainly didn't <laughs> stick with you. If you had, you wouldn't be forgetting about it. You No, those things are freaking monstrous. They're huge. I guess so have- there's, a, there's a MetLife blimp. There's a DirecTV blimp. There's a Goodyear blimp. Oh, they're all branded? They are all branded. Oh. What's the Ooh. point? Dude, give them a sick name, like, like, uh, like Thunderstruck or something, you know? <laughs> Have you wake? This is my blimp. Like the way struck. Like the way people put names on their their little boats. Yes. Yes. They're like yes. They're like Persephone. Or my fair lady. Yeah. Um, Li- Lily you, of the Valley. What would your boat be called? This is a great cue. Um, I'd probably have to use it after. I'd probably have to name it after my namesake, the uh, the plump rump. Uh... Oh yes, God, that makes sense. How can you not get romantic about that? Mm-hmm. When you're cruising the high seas on the, on the old PR, what would you well, name yours? Um, I would name mine, um, croissant. Uh, <laughs> no, I think it would have to be something that, um. Like I would have to see the boat and I'd be like, that boat is definitely berries and cream. Or like that boat is without a doubt uh Teddy Roosevelt reincarnate or something. You know, like it would it would have to be a when you see it, you know it. 
Yes, I, I hear that. Mostly that's just the loophole for me to not have to come up with a good answer right now. <laughs> but nobody okay. else knows that. Then let me fill you with some other facts. Fill me right up. <laughs> <laughs> the the average cruising speed for a blimp is 35 miles an hour. Yes. With a zero wind condition. I don't know what happens when there's wind. I have no idea. There's no is. telling how fast that <laughs> I, thing can I go. have no idea. With a good breeze in its back, it can hit 120, 175. It's just ripping through the air. You remember that thing at the Children's Museum? Um, it was by the uh, ping pong ball in the in the like shoots. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it was it was the little boats, and you'd put them on the thing to go down. Yes, and you had to get like a certain amount of like water. Oh, like the dams. Uh, like yeah, there was like... the dams. Okay, yes, yes. Yeah. I recall, I recall. Yeah, actually, I don't know where I was going with that. You're just thinking about it? But was you that remember the Children's that, right? Museum? Yeah. Or was it the Science Museum? No, that was the Children's Museum. Oh, it was the Museum. Children's Museum. You're right. Do you remember the Ant Hill in the Children's Museum? Why do children museum? get their own museum? Great question. It's not fair. Do you remember yes. that? Like, How I, could um... I forget the Ant Hill? Well, yeah, me either. I... um. I was once lost in it as a child. I couldn't get out. And I was there with my grandpa, who I think was very unconcerned with where I was. Um, And you know how there were like those little grates where you could see out into the world to the great beyond. Um, I thought my grandpa was sitting right by one. So I came up behind just what turned out to be a very random man. And was like, <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying to scare him. <laughs> and it was not my grandfather. Oh and I didn't know how to get out. And I was very alone and very scared. <laughs> that is really terrifying. That's all right. I'm we sorry were you had to go it. through that. Thank you. Thanks. Do you remember when I used to volunteer at the Children's Museum? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, sure I, remember, I remember spending just hours in the Ant Hill like just like sitting with some like little like uh like beanie bag ants like next to like a big big ant and kids would just come Uh up and be like i want to ride the queen ant (laughs) and i would be like go ahead (laughs) she your wish is my command if she consents to that you feel free go ahead all, all around the museum. But then they would be the like, I don't really want to ride the Queen Ant. I'm kind of scared. Kids, kids don't know a thing when they speak, you know? And that's and why are we letting them run their own museum? I don't think that's so So true. Yeah, it's like we shouldn't let Boss Baby be the CEO of the Children's Museum. I would let Boss Baby do anything he wants. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, run the museum. <clears throat> Excuse me. They, um... They made a sequel to that. Yeah, is it, what just, is it? Boss Baby, Boss Baby Strikes Back or something? I think it's Boss Baby 2 Family Business. Family Business. Um, and I am embarrassed to know that, but I certainly know it. How many babies are in the baby business? Why are <laughs> the there so many? Business. Why are there so many children in the family? It's, it boggles the mind. It just does. What kind of car do they have to drive i you know families those little with like 10 ones. people what what no. kind of car do you get for that 
Oh, true. It's like the they probably get the van like in Cheaper by the Dozen, you know, the big white van. <sighs> yep, yep, yep. That's such a good movie. It really is. Remember the meat pants? Oh, isn't that Ashton Kutcher who gets bitten? Yeah. Poor guy. Hey, Does he turn movie, out to be not so it. good? I think he, I don't remember. Or he's just disliked that. because he's like with the older sister and all the kids are like, uh, no. I think that really is it, honestly. So I don't know mm-hmm. if their relationship really had a chance to flourish, but. True. Yeah. Again, yeah, that's a big barrier. We're letting too many things go to kids' heads these days. Yeah, their their imaginations run wild if they can come up with an idea like beef pants or whatever. <laughs> I've got an idea. Beef pants. <laughs> There's a real showstopper. <laughs> it is a great idea. I mean, it'll make you millions. I know what we're having for dinner. Beef pants. <laughs> Everyone bring out your favorite jeans. Um, well, Chad, you got any more on blimps or should we, should we leave it there? No, I think, why would you need to know anymore? I guess. I mean, if there's only 25, there's only so much to people. They're not used for anything anymore besides just advertising on the outside, which feels like a waste to me, but advertising on the outside golf balls on the inside, on the inside. Not many people know that. No, that's true. That's true. Well, folks, so good to not see your lovely faces, not interact with you in any way, but just that you let Lucas and I have a private, intimate moment together. Mm-hmm. And it's nice. It's nice that no one will ever hear this, and we will not make it for public consumption in any way. To test how many people listen to this episode, if you made it this far, text one of us at least and say bonk (laughs) (laughs) please for those of you devoted enough to make it to the hour or so mark give us a bonk (laughs) and you know what life is short give your friends a bonk too give your family a bonk (laughs) that's gonna be okay chad this is a business meeting that i've just started in the the middle of our podcast Um, you know how some like you know how at the end of every Jimmy Kimmel show he'll be like, "Screw you, Matt Damon. Good night, everybody," or something. You know, like he yeah, says the yeah, same yeah, thing yeah. every time. That's what how we'll end it. We'll say, "Thanks so much for listening. Give your friends bonk. a bonk." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Well, All right, cool. Let's Lucas give it in a that test fashion. Run. Take it away. Well, folks, thanks so much for listening, and as always, give your friends a bonk. Bonk. <laughs>